You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. All right, well, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 26, we've got some work to do today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it is alive, that it's active, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, that it's able to divide us to our very core. It's able to take things in our lives that we've set up as truths and set up as patterns, and all of a sudden, by the power of your Holy Spirit and through the restoring this of the, uh, of the word, it comes in and breaks down patterns that lead to death and replaces them with things that lead to life. It renews our mind. But it requires us to be engaged. It requires us today as a community of believers to say, today my ears are open, not just to Pastor Chris, but my ears are open to the Holy Spirit who wants to speak and guide me today. My heart is not only open to this community, but my heart is open to God changing something in me. And my knees are weak today, so if that you ask me to repent and to change, that I would not push back. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Well, what I want to deal with today is simply this. I want to deal with this kind of a, a pattern in our life. And yes, we have been on a journey of changing patterns. But my goodness, that is the Christian faith, isn't it? Isn't it? It is a changing of patterns from things that were old, things that were old sin nature, to all of a sudden moving into a pattern that leads to life. And it is recognizing those things. And it is not just a pattern of waking up on a Sunday morning and coming to church. It is about learning the patterns of the kingdom on Sunday morning and on Monday morning and Tuesday morning and then applying them to our daily lives. But one of the things that I want to deal with is simply this, is as we are coming out of this pause moment, as we are coming out of this moment of seemingly uh, where everybody is in a standstill, my fear, my fear, and I actually was telling, talking to a friend of mine the other night, and I said, my fear is that believers just go back to an old way of life prior to what God has been working in us, doing in us, changing in us over this time. How many of you can be honest with me that you are not the same person that you are that you were even three months ago that you are today? Raise your hand. No, no, no. Turn around. Raise your hand. And now, now let's take that a step further. How many of you are different because God kind of brought you back, silenced things, some things in your life, made you change perspective on things? How many of that uh, impacted you over the last couple of months? And that's where some of that change has come. Okay, good. What I'm saying is that I want you to see something even corporately. You're not alone. And if God is doing that like this, he must be doing something in the body for a reason. You track with me on that? Now, the truth of this is this. My fear, my fear is that some of those changes might need and affect, and they might be different than our old patterns. And my fear is, as life begins to start back up, that we just go back into the patterns that are known and that are patterns of the least resistance, right? 
I know, I know how to do those old things. Those are old hat. These things are now just taking hold, and sometimes it is easier to fall back into the busyness of our lifestyle, right? Where we are missing the purpose that God has for us in the day. And so what I want to deal with is simply this today. I want to deal with discussing and dealing with the kind of the, the, the combativeness between these two words, being busy and being about his business. Because they are two different things. We are going to deal with just being busy in our life compared to doing the business of the kingdom. Are you with me? Now we're going to read Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 24. Let's just read this. This is what Jesus would say. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We know this, right? This is the calling to lordship. This is the calling to following out. He's laying the foundation. This is what it is going to take to follow me. For whoever, and then he lays this out. He is laying out what is the gain here. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, for whose sake? For his sake will do what? We'll find it, right? For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits its soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Now this is what I want to deal with because Jesus is attacking this mindset and this lifestyle of busyness. And what do I mean by that? Because when I am in a pattern of trying to gain the whole world, it requires an element of me being busy. Does everybody understand that? Right? How many of us have been in a busy pattern? Anybody? How many of life? And it's funny. Even, have you ever done this? If when you're in that busy pattern and there's like a blank spot on the calendar, you almost feel like you need to add something to that space or it's a letdown. Right? Like you see like this blank box with a number on it and there's nothing written there and you're like, oh, I've got to write, uh, oh, you know, we'll rearrange the towel closet. That's what we'll do. Right? Which, by the way, that is a godly action. That's a godly action. Right? Or, or this, I have a blank space. I have some time. Maybe I should organize my closet. That's not directed at anybody. I can't see who's on the front row or who I'm looking at. But that is a godly pattern. Maybe organize my shoes and maybe give some to the needy that are walking barefoot. Maybe, just maybe. Oh, Father, could you please, please intervene. Oh, Father. You are, somehow he's working even that for my good. I don't see it, but I have to believe it. You are, I don't, I don't know. But I want to deal with this because Jesus attacks this thing. He says, listen, it feels, follow me on this. You, you have to understand this. This is not just a poetic writing here. This is not just Jesus running out of the word, running out of words to things after he's just called people to how it looks to walk in discipleship and how it looks to walk in the lordship. He is then going to attack the very nature of what is common to man. And what is common to man is to try to gain everything to him. Why? For the saving of his life. My joy, my peace, 
my comfort, my needs, my wants. And to get all of that stuff, I've got to do, 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 do. But what we realize here and what Jesus points out is simply this. A pattern that is just busy, follow me on this, a pattern that is just busy can gain the whole world and lose everything. Now, let's deal with this just for a second because here's where I think we struggle as a church. And, I, and I'm just going to be honest with you because I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that we have these two things in our mind. We believe that the pattern of heaven, we believe that the pattern of heaven is not busy, it sits still and wait. And we believe the pattern of the world is to just run, 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 run. Right? Because, and, here, and here's how I know this. Because the church loves verses like this. Where, and Megan, they're not going to be there, but just you know these. These are simple. Matthew chapter 11, 28. Oh, come to me all who are weary and need rest. Right? Come and hang out with me. Just sit with me. I will give you peace. I will take, I will do, just come here. And so it sounds like, like Jesus is just calling all who are laboring and weary. Oh, just come to me so that you can just sit at his feet and just finally be still. Right? We see that. We love those verses. We also see this in Psalms chapter 46 verse 10. What does it say there? Come on, you know this. Be what? Be still and what? And know that I am? God, we love those verses, right? But the problem is this. When we make a pattern out of, and we think that the pattern of heaven is be still and come to me and sit still. Oh, my goodness. Let's just go to Luke real quick. Go to Luke chapter 10. We all know this story, right? The story of Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. This is the story of Mary and Martha, right? Right? Martha's running around, cleaning the house, being godly, right? I read, just, just so you know, when I read this story, I flip it in my head every time. Every time I'm just like, you know what? You know what, Martha? You just do you. Just do you. I, I just, I feel you, Martha. I get it. I get it. But I want to see... But listen to me. I want to show you how this pattern and this thought process creeps in, and it messes with us. It messes with us. We hear stories like this, and we even see Jesus is teaching like this when you got Martha running around and cleaning the house, and Mary is doing what? Sitting at Jesus' feet, right? And even Jesus says, listen, Martha, Martha, listen. Your anxiousness and you're troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, this is all good, and it's all scriptural, right? Be still and know, right? Come to me, all who are weary. Sometimes it is good to, be, to, to sit with me. And the problem is this. When we have that ingrained and we have been in church for so long, we have a mindset that the pattern of the church and the pattern of the kingdom is non-movement. It is just sitting with Jesus and waiting and resting and just enjoying his presence. Like that's the pattern. And the pattern of the world is just go, 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 go. And so we struggle with how do we, wait a second, I 
I, I got to go do those things. I, gotta, I have to make a living. I have to operate in my house. How do, I, how do I do that without being in the, quote, world system and yet still do the pattern of the kingdom? Does anybody else struggle with that? Have you ever struggled with, wait a second, like you feel ungodly because you are moving and it's like you can only feel godly when you're just resting and worshiping. As if somehow uh, through that, like, like it just stops. Like God only blesses you when you are standing still. And that the pattern of the kingdom is only standing still. I want you to see this in Romans. I told you we're going to jump around. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 starts off with this sentence. Do not be conformed to what? To this world. Do not be conformed to this world. And what does that mean? How does that, in the context of what Jesus is saying back in Matthew, listen, you can gain the whole world yet lose your soul. So how, what is he talking about there where he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world? Well, I don't believe that the problem is heaven wants us to be still and the world wants us to run. I think the problem and the struggle that we need to, to deal with today to give us a new understanding and a new perspective on this is to understand that it is not about being busy or, or being still. It is, about, it is about doing something with, that is pointless and something that has purpose. Did you hear what I just said? Meaning it is a shifting. The Bible says do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. What does that mean? That means that there are going to be times that I'm going to be doing a certain activity, but I don't need to do it in the pattern of the world. Follow me on this. Follow me on this. When we see this, and in fact, I want, let's just go to 2 Timothy. I told you we're going to jump around, but we're just going to let the word teach this. Is that okay? 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 3, he's going to say this. The writer is going to say this. He's going to say, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civil, civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Now follow me on this. The pattern of heaven is not just sitting still because I cannot please, if you've ever been in any kind of thing where there's a commander, he is giving orders to do what? To do. And so for me to please him, I have to make sure I'm going to do things, but I'm not going to get hung up on those things that, that are outside of my scope. He says, I'm not going to get caught up in civilian things. I'm going to focus on things that are, that are associated with what I'm called to do. And so here's where we need to change. What doesn't need to change is you need to sit still more, and you need to stop doing more, and you need to just come and rest at the feet of Jesus until he comes back or until you take your last breath. That is also a lie. That is also a lie of the enemy. But what needs to change is simply this. We have to begin to look at the patterns of our life and say, wait a second. Am I doing these patterns? Am I doing these things in the pattern of the world? 
or am I doing them in the pattern of the kingdom? And what does that mean? Let's, let's just hash this out and make it really practical. Are you with me today? So what do I mean by that? How many of you have a co, you go to work and you're not just by yourself? Okay. How many of you have somebody that is doing the same job as you in your life? It's not, you're not just one of, you're, you have other people that are doing your job. Okay. So here's the thing. If you get into a mindset that Jesus is saying, do no, lo no longer conform to the pattern of the world, what happens is, and what's tricky, is we look around our world and we go, wait a second, does that mean I can't do this job? Does that mean I've got to go work in a church? Does that mean I've got to go speak on stage somewhere? Does that mean I have to go serve in a ministry? Is that what he's saying? Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world? Is, is that what he's talking about? But wait a second. My job is in the world. My job doesn't have a cross on it. So, so what does he tell me to do? Is he tell me to, to give up all of that stuff? No, he's not. He's just telling you that you doing your job has to change. And what do I mean by that? Meaning the person that is doing your job with you if they, if they are doing it by the pattern of the world and trying to gain everything, in, everything to them, then even that job that they are doing is pointless. You follow me on this? When I am not doing things in the pattern of the kingdom, no matter what I put my hand to, it is a pointless thing, meaning there is nothing that is produced past this realm. Are you following me on this? So what needs to change is not that you quit your job. What you need to do is change and you look how you're doing your job. See, if you're just doing your job 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5 weekend, you are in the pattern that Jesus is addressing there. You are in that pattern that Jesus is addressing back when he says, listen, you can work to try to gain the whole world, but you can lose your very soul. What Jesus is saying, listen, change how you are walking through that nine to five. See, I no longer, I don't have to go and try to find a nine to five that has a cross on it. I just have to change how I'm doing my nine to five. No longer will I be conformed. See, my friend Bill here, who's doing my same job, Bill is just trying to gain, he's trying to work to, to provide and gain money so he can retire and gain the whole world to himself. That's what he's trying to do because that's the pattern of the world. I then choose as a believer to do the same job that Bill is doing, but I'm doing it like this. I'm doing it that this is not pointless because I am purposefully, purposefully looking around and say, Jesus, you have me in this pattern. You have me in this job. What do you have for me? And who do you have for me? And how do I do your work in this position? Does that make sense? See, and Brenda, I just look up and I see Brenda. Brenda, you, Brenda, you style hair. I almost said you cut hair, but she does way more than that. She styles, she colors, she bedazzles. She does all these things, right? She takes those that are lacking and makes them more than they are. It's amazing. She, it's, a, it's an unbelievable thing. No, but the thing is this, if I looked at your life and I just kind of used kind of the old kind of mindset of the pattern of the church and just says, oh, you know what, you're, you're just trying, that, that, that's a worldly, so you need, to, you need to give up all of that and go and, and find something else and, and, and you need to find something that God's in and do the work of the ministry. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. 
I believe that all God's asking you to do is to take where you're at and go, wait a second, I'm not just doing, I'm not just bedazzling and coloring and all this stuff to get through another day. God's put people in my chair that I can speak to and speak life to. And so I won't take a moment off of that because the second I, follow me on this, the second I take a moment off from doing the pattern of the kingdom, I instantly conform to the pattern of the world that the last hour I spent earning whatever dollar I earned is just going to, it's just going to fade away. But if I am purposeful about every hour of my day, even if it's 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5 weekend, but if I am purposeful about every hour of those days, I don't have to go and find a church job. I can just be purposeful about these. And so even though I am doing what those would say is a secular job, I am in the pattern of the kingdom. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this and being conformed to the pattern of the world. I'm doing this and being mindful that I am doing the work of the kingdom. And I, and I, am not, I will always do my best to be on heaven's clock and not man's time punch. Does that make sense? Did you hear what I just said? And a lot of us, we, we struggle with that. We struggle, and this is why, I'm going to be honest with you, this is why we struggle with taking Sunday morning into Monday. This is why we struggle with taking the patterns of what you just, we all did together as a community, worshiping, praying for one another, loving on one another, encouraging one another with, with just smiles and, and words of encouragement and words of the kingdom. It's why we struggle doing that here and, and not doing it out there because we it's like it's two systems and we're running in a we're conforming to the world out there and then trying to do God's system because we just come in here and we just sit and we rest and we recharge and oh thank you father thank you father that you're giving me strength Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving me strength so I can go back out on Monday and conform to the world system. And how silly is that? How silly is that? No, no, I'm saying I, I've seen it in my own life. I, I, I've, seen me, I, I've seen me come in here and, and work the pattern of the kingdom and then instantly conform to the pattern of the world because I can't, I can't make the two mesh. Because I've always just thought, well, I'll just be still, and it's godly, and busy is the devil. You know, sometimes, sometimes busy is, is godly. Sometimes busy is God put 30 people in my chair today when he could have only put five. And he put 30 people in my chair. And if we put 30 people in my chair today, and I'm just using this, I'm just, is that Okay. If I put 30, God put 30 people in my chair today, then he must want me to speak into 30 lives today. Right? That's a changing of a mindset. I'm not good. There might be somebody next to her cutting the same hair, doing the same color, doing the same bedazzling, but they are working and conforming to the pattern of the, I'm doing the same job, but it is for a different means and a different ending. You follow me on that? Ryan's got other people that do his job, that, that, that encourage people and lead people in their finances. There are guys that do your job. But the hours that Ryan is putting in is not the same hours that somebody else is putting in. And it's not that he's putting in more. They're just different. They're directed differently. 
Because if the same amount of people and the same amount of clients get put in front of him as somebody else, he's going to look at them differently. This is another opportunity. And if God uses this opportunity of me speaking about their finances to speak some kind of peace into their life, something from heaven, then I'm going to do it. No, no, are you tracking with me on this? See, some of you are chasing down and you've spent your whole life waiting to be used by God as if he was going to take you out of the secular and put you into the spiritual realm, which is the church building, which, by the way, there's only so many jobs in churches. So it can't be what he was talking about, right? So we've been waiting, and most of us will just sit in a chair on Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, asking, oh, God, strengthen me. I'll just be still and know that you're God so that I can get out there and just be busy. That leads to pointlessness. But when I go before God and I come in here and I ask God to restore me, God, give me strength because I know what you've called me to run in. I know what you've called me to do. And I want to make sure when I hit the ground on Monday that I am operating in your strength, seeing things clearly in your eyes, and making sure that I am not on the world system time clock. I am on heaven's time clock, and I'm going to go through this day differently. That leads to eternal. I'm not just going to gain money to me that it's eventually. You understand, moms and dads, you're making all that money and you're putting it away and just storing it up for your kids, they are going to buy stupid stuff when you're gone. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right now. You think, oh, they're going to make wise decisions. Nope, they're not. They're going to buy trinkets. They're going to buy all kinds of stuff. Everything that you, oh, I just worked my fingers to the bone, and I'm doing, I just, oh, we're going to gain everything. I'm, my, when, I, when I pass down to my son, he is going to, no, he's going to buy skateboards and, and stickers and new hats and all kinds. That's what's going to happen. Right, that's just what's going to happen. No, no, I'm, this is easy stuff, but is this helping anybody? What I am saying is, is it is not about going from, bit, like, the, 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 that what is evil is busy and what is still is holy, but it is how we go through busy and how we operate in busy is what begins us to get into the world's pattern. You follow me on this? All right, let's keep going. Look, I'm trying to give us something here today. Trying to give us something here today. Second thing is this. So the first thing is, is we have to look at our life. We have to look at the stuff that we are already doing in our life, meaning we have to look at our job. We have to look at, our, at how we are spending our time. We have to look at those things and judge them by Jesus' words. Am I doing this to gain the world? which in the end will cause I could lose my soul, but am I doing these things? Let me give you an example of this. I was, tell, I was telling, I think I was telling you this about golf. I used to play golf, like religiously play golf. And I'll be honest with you, I got, I got fairly good at golf, okay? I was at a level where I, for myself, I was going to be as good as I was going to be. But can I tell you something? In the times that I was playing the best that I could be, I hated the game the most. I would leave the course angry. I would leave the course dis. I had just paid to be disappointed. 
I had just paid somebody. Can I have four hours of anger? Is that possible? Oh, is that how much it is? I'll give you. That'll be good. I'd like to pay you that. And I would do that. Now, follow me on this. Is golf evil? No, it's not. There's nothing inherently evil about golf. Now, three-putting in golf, that is of the devil. All right? But golf itself is not inherently evil. But if I do it in the world's pattern, I gain nothing. I can, I can become the best golfer and look at me and look at I get to brag on and I did this and I've got this trophy. and I, I've won. I can do all those things in the world's pattern and gain nothing. But now, honestly, now when I play golf, all I want to do is I want to go play with my son or my friends and just spend time. And whether or not I shoot a good score or not, I just want to make sure that the time spent doing those things produce something of life making sure that there are conversations that are taking place that are godly, that encourage, making sure that there are times that that time is spent that's going to produce something in the kingdom. Are you following me on this? It's not about changing your activity, right? Same thing with fishing. There are guys out there fishing that are just, they're, they're buying all these boats and all this. That's godly. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And they're, they're, and they're trying to gain all this stuff so they can be happy. But fishing for me, I love fishing, but you know what fishing is for me? Fishing is me last night with my bride and my wife catching a fish. Did you? We were, oh, settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down. And I don't know when you, I don't, I, I, I'm sure you heard it because we were out in St. Charles and I'm sure you heard it all the way over here in Imperial. Because she, as she caught it, she just screamed the entire time as if it was coming out of the water to attack her. And literally, literally, she, she set the hook, and then she just started running away from the water. She, I don't think she ever reeled the fish in. She just backed the fish in. She just kept backing the fish in until it finally got on land. Now, follow me on this. Fishing is great. I love fishing. I absolutely love fishing. Love it. But those moments and spending time with my sons out there, spending time with friends and talking and having conversations and in seeing smiles on my, wife's, uh, on my wife's face, that produces something for eternity. No, no, no. Are you following what I'm saying here? It's not about stopping all of these things that we're doing in our life, but it's about changing how we go through them. For the mom and dad that's out there that have a kid that's in Little League Baseball, and you've got a kid that's in sports, man, I see parents that are just running themselves ragged, taking kids to sports, and little Johnny's got to do this, and little Johnny's got to do that, and little Johnny's got to do that. And in the end, because they're doing something, because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, and little Johnny can't miss anything, it produces nothing. But you could do those same patterns, and if, and if little Johnny is being mentored by his dad, and his dad's investing life into him, that's beyond the game of baseball, and taking life lessons on what he learns, and losing, and winning, and sportsmanship, and applying biblical principles, and using that time for life. Are you following me on this? So it's not about just stopping all of those things because they're all wicked. It is about how we go through those things. Now, the other thing is this. The last thing, and I'm going to leave you with this. Are you still with me today? I'm trying to give us some practical stuff here, guys, because I do not want to see us as a church go back into old patterns. The second thing is this, is that we need to look at our life. Go to, go to Luke chapter 4, verse 16. 
Luke chapter 4, verse 16 just simply says this. I love this. This is Jesus in the temple. He picks up the scroll of Isaiah, and he just says these words, and he just reads this, and this prophecy was about him. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, and he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, why do I bring that up? Why do, I, why do I tap into that? And you're like, wait a second, let's just, let's just talk about what I'm already doing. Now, the second thing is this, is that some of us, and I'm not going to say some of us, I think it's all of us. All of us have to look at our life and say, wait a second, the pattern of the kingdom is not just sitting and being still and waiting for the last breath to take place or for Jesus to crack the sky. The pattern of heaven is, is there is a job to be done. There is a job to do. And so as much as I'm asking you to look at your life and see the things that you're already doing and make sure that those things are lining up biblically and why you are doing them, I'm also asking you to look at your life and go, what needs to be added to my life? Did you hear what I just said? Because some of us, some of us need things to be added. Wait a second, Pastor Chris, I'm so busy. There are certain things in my life. <laughs> there are certain things that you are called to by God. As a believer, go into the world. Make disciples of all men. Preaching them and teaching them. Baptizing them. Telling them of my good news. These are things that you are called to do. These are not optional. These are not, they do not get outweighed or outnumbered because you've got a, a nine to five. And so what I'm asking you to do is simply this. Some of us need to look at our life and go, wait a second. There are some things that I need to repent of because I've been doing them in the pattern of the world. But there's also some things that I'm not doing that I'm called to be doing that maybe I need to make time for. Because they are a commandment from the one that I follow after. See, I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing is an investment in eternity. And Jesus is already laying out, these are the things that pay out in eternity. Go into the world into my, under, with my power. Be my witnesses. Teach, proclaim, baptize, make disciples. These are things that are eternal. And listen, if you look at your life and you say, I'm too busy, I don't have time to do those things, then your life is too busy. Your life is too busy. No, let me just say that again. If you are using your excuse of your job and the excuse of your hobbies and the excuse of all the other clutter in your life, then you need to repent and some of those things need to fall and the actual commandments to us as believers need to take some of those places. So we're not asking God to just remove things. We're asking God, God, replace some of those things that don't lead to life, that are the pattern of the world, and replace them in my life, let me be purposeful about the commands you've said should be a part of my time frame. Did you hear what I just said? See, Jesus said this, and I'm going to close with this, and this is what I hope for. This is what I hope for. Jesus says, he finishes with this and this in Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, he says this. I think it's in Luke. Yeah, Luke chapter 2. Jesus has been lost. Mom and dad have lost him for a couple of days, and they, they're anxious, and they finally go back, and they find him in, in 
the house of God. And Jesus just looks at him as, as they say in verse 48, he says, so when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this? He says, look, your father and I have sought you and we're, and we're anxious. And Jesus looks at him and says, and he said to them, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? And this is the one that I follow after. This is the one that you follow after. And my prayer is that if I take my last breath before Christ comes back, or if Christ comes back, I want to be found doing my Father's business. And my Father's business can be looking like a hairstylist, or a UPS driver, or a banker, or a college student, or a teacher, or a computer programmer. It doesn't, it doesn't have to have a cross on it to be my father's business. Did you hear what I just said? I just want to make sure that when he comes back, or if I take my, I am found, whether that is at a bank, whether that is at a school, whether that is, a, I want to be found like the one that I follow after said, don't you know, I'm just supposed to be about my father's business. I'm just doing my father's business. I'm not conforming to the pattern of the world. I'm doing maybe what the world system is, but I'm doing it in a new pattern. I might look busy, but I'm not. Everything that I'm gaining to myself is eternal. And I'm not sacrificing my time for the sake of my soul. Do you hear me today? Does this help anybody? Does this help anybody going from that mindset of being still is godly and being busy is of the devil? Come on now. Come on now, we gotta change the way we look at this, or we'll just go into new pat we'll just go into this next time frame and we'll slip back into those old patterns and those old ways, and we'll be just trying to gain the whole world at the cost of our very soul. Let it not be so. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much today. Father, I thank you that you have set and established a pattern for us that we can follow after. In fact, you've laid out footsteps. You've laid out, you laid out a perfect path for us to follow. A path that shows a time that it is time, there is a time to rest, but there is also a time to go. Let us walk in it. Father, two things today we just ask that I ask that you rest on us. Let us be honest with the things that we do. Let it let us be honest with the patterns and the things that we are walking in. Let them hold it. Let us hold them in the light of heaven and let you judge them. And if you find anything offensive in them, let's change. And Father, we ask that if we look at our life and we have said we've become too busy to do the things that you have commanded us as disciples to do, let us repent and let us add those things to our life. Not because it's a good church idea and it's a good church teaching, but because it is a commandment of your son. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, stand to your feet, you beautiful people. You, come on now. This help anybody today? Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.